0: Better than this, guys. Being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast, it's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday episode of the show. The NFC East is front and center today. Kyle, what's up, man?
1: Yeah, we're uh, we're going from arguably one of the more competitive divisions on Monday show when we did the AFC East, uh, which you could see feasibly three teams. Uh, potentially winning 10, 11 games plus to now tackling a team that did not have a single team with a winning record last year in the NFC. East. So uh, I think the dynamics will be really interesting to dive into and kind of hear how we perceive these teams. I know there's been a lot of new faces brought in for each of these four football teams. Unintended football team, Washington football team, you know, so – We'll do them last, though. I think if we're doing things yeah. alphabetical, are we going to classify them as Washington or or football as putting them in the queue? Uh,
0: Washington, so they're okay. last.
1: That's yeah. no fun. All
0: right, that's Dallas. Fun. Cool. Dallas is up first. The hard Cowboys. knocks. Dallas Cowboys. You watching Hard Knocks? Yeah, of course. What do you think? Um, it's okay. It's not. It's not a great year. Um, I'm always. Intrigued by any behind the scenes stuff I can get for an NFL football operation. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't feel super connected with any of the players. I think Parsons has been probably the funnest storyline. Um, but McCarthy doesn't like move the needle for me. He's not like a guy that I can get behind, like, in terms of just being super interested in.
2: So wow, that's interesting because I was told that this was the greatest thing ever that was created by the National Football League in terms of content. So I'm surprised. It's very good,
0: that Chris. It's just not the best season of Hard Knocks will, I've ever seen.
1: I will say this: I was exponentially more invested in last year's season with both of the LA teams than I am this year with Dallas. Yeah, they're more interesting for sure. Well, and there, there were they found fun players to like get emotionally invested in to see them try to make the team. Right. Right. Then there's the dynamics with the coaches, with McVay and Lynn and I don't Herbert as a young quarterback. So I I get Dak as a big storyline and trying to get him to, to bounce back from the injury. And I don't know, I just I'm enjoying it, but I'm it's pretty low on my if I were to do power rankings of hard knocks, it would not be near the top for me. Yeah. Thus far, still plenty to go.
0: All right, so recent draft hauls for the Dallas Cowboys. The word I have written down is underrated. I don't think that they've nailed everything, and obviously 2019 doesn't look great, but I think they've had some really nice hits along the way. CeeDee Lamb, number 17. They wound up getting Connor Williams, number 50 in 2018. Dalton Schultz in the fourth round in 2018. I wish they had more to show. But they found some role players, Tony Pollard in the fourth round. I don't uh, going into it, I felt better looking at their recent draft history than I perceived it in my head prior.
1: Yeah, I think their their wins are big wins and their losses are big losses. I think he, I mean you look at Taco Charlton, Shadobia Awuzie, and Jordan Lewis as kind of your hallmark picks. And just based off of pro football reference, career AV Xavier Woods is the most productive player out of that class in 2017, 2018 big hits with Vander Esch, Connor Williams, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, like you mentioned. Uh, That's a nice way to start a draft class. 2019 uh, the valleys are low. Uh, Tristan Hill, Connor McGovern, uh, apparently on the trade, lock i don't know if you saw that yeah, I, I did yeah. uh, there, there's some buzz around him as a potential trade candidate uh and then tony pollard after you already have ezekiel elliott uh, he's been a productive player but limited opportunities uh and then i think 2020 was a, again a nice bounce back with cd lamb trayvon diggs neville gallimore uh tyler beatis yep so some nice you know, is it just going to be in like an every other year thing that that were solid <laughs> or not because that's that's kind of been the trend we'll see what this year's class brings and if they can buck that trend but the concentrated effort this year was was trying to get pieces for Dan Quinn's defense that were really going to fit the style of play that they wanted to play
0: for life cycle I have them as win now
1: yes um spending a lot of money
0: ton of money a coach that needs it I think yeah needs you know win. I feel like he's only in year 2 but It feels tense, doesn't it? Yes. I don't think he's in a honeymoon phase. I think that Mike McCarthy, there's expectations this year. I think they need to go win this division or else there will be a team in transition.
1: I don't think Jerry Jones is going to be particularly patient with anything right now when you consider the success he had early on when he first bought the team and what it has been since. Um, and, And McCarthy was a little bit of a surprising hire when they made that hire. So I definitely think he's on the hot seat, and as a result, the energy around Dallas is is very much going to be a pressure cooker this year. So I would definitely classify them as a a win-now team as well. Yes, Chris?
2: Do you guys find it interesting, because I know I do, that like you hit on a quarterback in the fourth round? and you're still struggling to find the success that should come with being able to strike big on a quarterback in the fourth round. We can all agree or disagree of where we rank Dak Prescott, but when you hit on a quarterback in the fourth round that is giving you the kind of production, and I know he was hurt last year, but that Dak has given you, for you to not have sustained playoff success and to make a deep run, man, that says a lot about your organization. I think the balance of the
0: roster has been the biggest thing. If you look at the way that they've been spending, and it's just they've ignored the defense in a lot of ways. And they haven't necessarily gone in on premium positions like they need to. I know Demarcus Lawrence is a really, really good defensive end, but
1: yeah, it, Joe. But I, they've been looking for a pass rusher opposite of right. him you for can't do it. five years now.
0: Right. So, but but then they keep it Leighton Vander Jalen Smith, Micah Parsons. I mean, the redundancy at linebacker has been crazy, and just clinging to those corners, right? Like Jordan Lewis and Chidobe Awuzie, and it's just like. Like go in on this defense a little bit. It's been this. It's been offensive line and Zeke and Dak, but the defense has been has been lagging behind, and I think that's contributed heavily to their lack of team success with Dak.
1: And I I get the investment in the offense around Dak early, but as Dak has evolved as a player and he's become a more and more mature quarterback and been able to handle more and more. Like at some point, it's like okay, we're gonna let him carry it now. We're gonna let him carry the water, and that opportunity feels like it it came probably two years ago for Dallas, um, and the defensive investments that they have made you know, didn't bear fruit in a way that would allow them to have a balanced roster and, and compete, not just for the NFC East, which feels like it cannibalizes itself every year. Yeah. Uh, but in the grander scheme of the NFC. All
0: right. So future needs for Dallas. I got a lot of defense written down, Kyle. IDL, edge, safety.
1: Yep. <laughs> we got, we at least have young corners in the yeah. building now. You know, yes, Trayvon you Diggs, Nashawn Wright, Calvin Joseph, a lot of length, a lot of opportunity for those young guys to grow into bigger roles. They need like um, a
0: playmaker though. That's, I think
1: they in need my a ball first- hawk,
0: yeah, in my first mock draft, I gave them some really good defensive back. And my justification was I know they've invested a lot in these young corners and and like there's some talent here that's worth developing, but like they need a difference maker, a guy that's gonna take away the football and, and you know just be able to affect their coverage spacing more. So Even that's Brandon what I'm looking Joseph for. Joseph
1: next time. <laughs> Minnesota. Like that's the kind that I agree with you wholeheartedly, because right now. DeMonte Monte Casey, Donovan Wilson, Israel Mukuwamu. They brought him Malik Hooker. Maybe he can stay healthy and be that player. But like you, at this point, you're betting on him being an abnormality that right. you would get him healthy. Right. Right. So and then you know, additional needs for Dallas. I would at least put the tight end position under the microscope. Uh, there is some thoughts of of potential succession for Connor or uh, excuse me Tyron Smith. I know they drafted Josh Ball in the 4th round in this year's draft. Um Michael Gallup as an expiring contract, you could justify another wide receiver. So they're not out of the woods on offense yet. So you're really hoping your defensive young pieces boom this year so yeah. that you can go in with a little bit more open mind instead of drafting for need because the defense is still so far behind the offense.
0: It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, both open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. Also, be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo where you can make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we got the New York Giants up next. So let's look at their recent draft history. And I am struggling to find it. Here we go. Oh,
1: uh, you lost your notes, huh?
0: I did. I, I I came off my tab here. So
1: a lot of trenches, Joe. A lot. Look at draft. I mean, what are we drawing the line at, at 2018?
0: 2017? hmm Yeah.
1: Dalvin Tomlinson, Will Hernandez, B.J. Hill, Dexter Lawrence, O'Shane Zimenez, Andrew Thomas, Matt Pierre, Shane Lemieux. A lot of trenches investment here for the New York Giants as of late. And uh, I think that that's probably a little frustrating because in the grand scheme of things, the offensive line is is still not a finished yeah. product. Yep. And uh, the defensive line, you you have plenty of stiffness up the middle, but you don't have, I think, the answers that you would feel really good about as pass rushers on the outside.
0: Well, and obviously we have to talk about Daniel Jones, uh, number six overall pick in yep. 2019, who's a major part of their recent draft history and part of a, a year where the Giants picked three times in the first round. And DeAndre Baker is no longer on the team. Dexter Lawrence looks like a stud and daniel jones is that player that if he can really come into his own this year and be the you know be the best version of daniel jones and show us his ceiling that's going to matter a lot when you reflect on this draft history because it's not all bad there's mixed results there needs to be more consistency but they've found some players
1: i think for daniel jones you don't have to change anything other than just cutting down on the turnover worthy plays it it's Between the fumbles, the intersections, the ball security, uh, that's the big red flag for Daniel Jones. Uh, He came in in 2019 as a rookie and had 31 turnover-worthy plays. Uh, Ball security continues to be an issue, taking sacks in the pocket, feel of the pocket. He was really effective as a deep ball thrower last year. I think he had the highest... highest quarterback rating of anybody in the league last year on 20 yard attempts plus down the field, like some really nice stuff and he's got a gifted arm and he's a good athlete. He kind of runs the risk of falling into the Miami dolphins early version of Ryan Tannehill though. And I know that was some, somebody that he was comp to at times throughout the pre-draft process. Stop killing your own team. And if you can do that, you're going to be okay as a starting quarterback in the NFL.
0: That would be very, very helpful. Where do you see them in terms of their life cycle?
1: So, win now franchise.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: I think there's enough pressure. And Joe Judge, his style of coaching, I know there was much made about what they had three offensive linemen retire. Yeah. This summer, like late in the summer, uh, which is pretty abnormal. And I don't remember who it was. One of them actually came out and had some not nice things to say about judge and how he handled himself or what that player relationship was like. And judge runs a very tight ship and is very hard-nosed in your face kind of coach. And I know the giants have have each of their last two previous head coaching hires made it two years and that was it. And then they were relieved of their duties, Joe judge going into year two. Uh, But this is a team that generally speaking, their track record, their success as a team, since their most recent Super Bowl run, has been woefully bad, where they had the one, I think, 11-win season uh, with the party boat on the bye week. Yep. And ever since, like, they've been in really bad shape from a wins and losses perspective. So uh, second year of a regime, Dave Gettleman has been there longer than that. There's a lot of parties here who have the pressure to win right now, especially in New York.
0: So let's look at those future needs for the Giants. I also have them in win now. I agree with what you said there. What's uh what shines the brightest to you when it comes to their future needs?
1: Interior offensive line and outside pass rushers.
0: Yep. Those are, are the exact two same two I had down.
1: Biggest things for me that you, you need more. Uh, obviously you're excited about what Leonard Williams brought to the table last year as a pass rusher. Uh but I need more options as far as heat off the edge, Zizo Jelari's second-round pick this year, we'll see if he can kind of fill the void a little bit uh, that O'Shane Zimenez has not been able to fill uh, as a third-round pick in 2019 thus far. Uh, I think they get a really talented secondary. I know not all those pieces are locked in long-term, but they have a lot of depth there in the secondary, which kind of mitigates some of the issues with the the linebacker room that I think is pretty thin. So, I just don't know if they're going to prioritize that early uh, relative to some of the other draft needs. So, I'm looking at an interior offensive line. I'm looking at potentially another wide receiver. Uh, I understand they just drafted Kadarius Toney. They signed Kenny Galladay to a massive deal. Uh, but your other receivers at the top of the depth chart are Sterling Shepard, John Ross, and Darius Slayton. Like, I think there's more room to improve there as well. So, and then you have to figure out if, if you're bringing Evan Ingram back. Yeah, so, tight end. Yep. There's there's a bunch of needs here, if, if we're being honest, a lot of options and directions that the Giants can go.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with where you went into your offensive line, and edge really stand out to me. Tight end, we need to be mindful of. But I would probably go a little bit harder on the linebacker thing. I know Blake Martinez is one of their guys, but he needs a running mate. And I don't think that's Tay Crowder, and it's not Reggie Raglin, and it's not Devontae Downs. It's not Carter Coughlin. So. I, like you said, I know they like to get those safeties involved. I think Xavier McKinney, a guy like that, probably helps mitigate that need for a running mate, but
1: I would want... And Jabril Peppers to a certain degree.
0: Yeah, they do, but I'd, I'd still want that other guy that can survive a little bit more in the box and play sideline to sideline. All right, so that's it for the Giants. Uh, we covered all three of the talking points. Philadelphia Eagles. And... Talking recent draft history for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I wrote down how he has a lot to prove. I, I don't think this man has done a very good job of drafting. And I I don't think that's I don't think that's a hot take. I mean the proof is in the results. The only pro bowler he's ever drafted was Carson Wentz.
1: Let me ask you a question. How many other GMs across the NFL could survive the five year stretch? of drafting and I understand that they went really aggressive and they brought in a lot of veteran pieces and traded some low round picks for for players that helped you win now and they had the Super Bowl run in 2017 when they uh drafted Wentz and then they brought in a bunch of weapons the following offseason and they made the push but how many other guys looking at this draft history going back to Shoot, even 2015, 2014. Their last really good one-two punch at the top of a draft was what? Lane Johnson and Zach Ertz?
0: Yeah, 13. And,
1: and then Benny Logan was a, a is a good player. And Jordan Poyer in the seventh round, even though he didn't have all that success with Philadelphia. I mean, 2014, Marcus Smith and Jordan Matthews, your top two picks. Nelson Aguilar and Eric Rowe in 2015. Both good players, but... Neither was a good player for Philadelphia. Nope. Uh, and then you had the Wentz year in which they win all in. Siamalu's been a solid player for them. He's he's was their third round pick. Their only other top 100 pick or top 150 pick. And then you go Derek Barnett, Sidney Jones, Rasul Douglas. And then Dallas Godert, good pick, but your only top 100 pick. Andre Dillard, Miles Sanders, J.J. Orsega-Whiteside in 2019. And then in 2020, Rager, Who's been disappointing thus far? Uh, I think we both agreed that Davion Taylor in the third round was a surprisingly high pick. And mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, when they had Carson Wentz, and of course, hindsight being 2020, that was a necessary pick given Wentz's durability issues, but it also helped exacerbate that relationship to the point of no return.
0: Howie has a lot to prove.
1: Okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> point taken. Point taken.
0: So, uh, life cycle for the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: I mean, they're rebuilding. I don't care what you say. Chris is beside I, himself.
0: I put him as team in transition.
2: Shuby doesn't agree with either one of us. Speak no, for yourself, I, I, sir. I want us. To, I want us to create a new tier of dumpster fire, and we just put the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles in that tier, and we move on.
1: I, I'll tell I you mean, what, when, when you hear some of the reports, was it the Athletic that dropped that like tell-all this offseason about everything that was going on behind closed doors and all the friction and all the cooks in the kitchen and Lurie <laughs> answering, ha, has Roseman and that the analytics team is telling him something completely different and Doug Peterson literally just walked away from the job because he was so tired of, of getting pulled in a million different directions? You could make a case for this being a directionless franchise.
0: Woo! that I went a little softer with team in transition because we're talking you about a new quarterback, a new court. You can, new quarterback, new coach, Jason Peters, no longer the left tackle. You know, I, I feel like there's a lot of newness to this team. Like the, the team that won the Super Bowl in 2017,
1: you know, dead and gone brother. Yeah.
0: That's, that's not, that's not here anymore. You know? So.
1: <laughs> and you know, you know what, with, with them, Lord knows there's more important things with Deshaun Watson's current situation than when he plays football again, right? But all the reports for the last two months have been when Watson is able to play, Philadelphia's the leader in the clubhouse with this team.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. With this
1: roster, you're hoarding first round picks to sit on for potentially acquiring Deshaun Watson. Oh, okay. I mean, sure. <laughs> you'll, you'll be the Houston Texans every year from, right. from <laughs> last year.
0: Deshaun was unbelievable last year. He was awesome. He was one of the best five quarterbacks in the NFL. That team was four and twelve.
2: Uh, I was just going to ask you, Joe, how good how good were they last year? What was their record with that MVP caliber 12. season? Yeah, thank four you.
0: Four and twelve. Yep.
1: so,
0: That's so why I, wins aren't a quarterback stat?
2: So I would be petrified if I was an Eagles fan
1: that that is the master plan. You better hope not, because this team needs so much talent, and you've got a, a bunch of assets at your disposal. But I'm worried about what the plan is because what Howie Roseman's shown to do with some of these assets, because of all the cooks in the kitchen and, and Jeffrey Lurie having so many people that are trying to jostle Game of Thrones style to climb over each other and survive yeah. whatever purge is. It's feels really toxic. That's a, it's a really dangerous combustible situation from a front office and, and a team management perspective in Philadelphia right now.
0: I think team needs is pretty simple, Kyle. I'm not sure what isn't a need maybe offensive line is a little less dire than it's everywhere mitigated. else yeah maybe interior defensive line looks pretty good but there's not another spot on this roster where i'm satisfied if i'm philadelphia or don't feel like a lot is needed to overhaul a position group
1: and to further i mean it, i'm not trying to take a, a big dump on philadelphia right now but They've drafted four wide receivers in the last two years. And I think you can make a case for them probably still needing more than one wide receiver to finish off the wide receiver room. Yeah. The five if you include Orsega Whiteside in 2019.
0: Team needs a lot of work. Dude, you shouldn't be saying this about a team that's had a GM in place for this long. This is this is his team. He's built this. It's disappointing.
1: Caps and myth, though.
0: This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to Rock Auto at home and right in your pocket, Save time and save money when using rockauto.com. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Time for the Washington Football team, as Chris Shuby uh, holds up a ticket, why don't you tell people about this ticket there, Shub?
2: So, as everybody knows that I mentioned this on the Thursday show, I was in Vegas this past weekend enjoying some some wrestling, Vegas, some, some, some WWE Summer and On On my last day, Sunday morning when I left, I said, I couldn't leave here without getting this ticket. And I have in front of me a piece of paper that is the regular season wins total for our Washington football team at over eight and a half. I, I actually put my money where my mouth was beautiful. And I have this ticket and it will sit here on the desk and we will re- revisit it at any time. But yes, I put my money where my mouth is the Washington football team.
0: And look, if you want to bet just like Chris did bet online, you can head over there and uh, oh, throw down some cash there on the Washington football team. I look at their draft history, Kyle. And what I have written down is foundational pieces every year. Chase Young, Antonio Gibson in 2020. In 2019, Montez Sweat, Terry McLaurin. 2018, Deron Payne. Mm -hmm. 2017, John Allen. I mean, you want to talk about not necessarily that they've had tons and tons of hits every single year, but every year they've gotten a player that's a core piece of their roster that's going to get massive second contracts. Some of them already have.
1: And I think what's even as impressive over recent draft history is some of the late or day three hits that this team has had too. I mean, you you take into consideration what the expectations were for Cole Holcomb as a fifth-round pick. He's been a productive player, uh, even if he is a limited player from a three-down capacity. Uh, In 2017, they drafted Chase Ruye out of Wyoming. Uh, and he's been the starting center uh, the year before that in 2016, Matt Ioannidis yep. uh, out of Temple, productive football player. Jamison Crowder, obviously no longer with the team, uh, but a productive football player. Austin Reiter, uh, who played last year with Kansas City, productive starting player. Like they have
0: Cameron Curl in the seventh round Cam- last year. Thank
1: you. Yep. yep. I, I started too low on my list. I missed that yep. one. So they have – pretty consistently been able to find and and maybe some of that is because of opportunity, because of quality of the entire roster from top to bottom. But nevertheless, they have found opportunities and these guys have turned into quality football players. A lot of day three hits for Washington.
0: Yeah. Hitting on the premium picks and finding some steals. So that's nuggets. how you do it, right? So yes, good on the Washington football team. Life cycle status, I have them down as win now. And I and I I feel like Oh, I'm getting looks. You guys can't see them, but I'm getting looks. Let me explain myself. This is a very young, talented roster. All right. I love so much about it, but you have a quarterback that's on a one-year deal. That's how old fits 37, 38 years old. So without a there. long-term answer at franchise quarterback, when now is where I had to put them now, if they could get the right quarterback and be a young contender, I'm going and get into Sean if I'm Washington,
1: right? Like I'm going all in, but yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I do have him as a win now team too, because you don't have a long-term established answer at quarterback. Now, if this team were to find themselves in quarterback purgatory, then I think you have the potential for them to, if they draft a quarterback, middle of the first round, or if they, they don't go out and get a confirmed quality starter and they have an answer quarterbacks, I think I could transition them into the young contender bucket. But because of the dynamics of what they have with Ron Rivera and Ryan Fitzpatrick right now, it's a win-now franchise as far as I'm and,
0: concerned. And, dude, they have to get the quarterback right after Fitz. They have to. There's too much good young talent on this roster. And they're not going to be picking one or two or they're going to be picking twenties, right? Like this is going to be a really interesting case study. If they wind up just waiting and picking a player kind of in the middle of the first round, knowing that you have a very good infrastructure in place, if they could take a lesser talented, if you will, quarterback and wind up making that work, or do you realize what you have in terms of roster talent and make a run at and Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun or whatever opportunities could be out there. I would just hate for them to just roll the dice on a mid-first-round quarterback or be the team that signs whatever Andy Dalton there is next year because the rest of this roster is too good.
1: Mitch Trubisky. Honestly, is, is Mitch Trubisky the best candidate we know right now to play quarterback for Washington next year?
0: Yeah, realistic for sure.
1: Yeah, because with their draft projection, you're not getting one of presumably the top 3 quarterbacks, and I wouldn't even want to draft I don't I won't say any of the quarterbacks, but I would yeah. have significant concerns about based on the resumes right now of drafting anybody that's not Spencer Rattler in the top 10. Yeah. Let alone at 20 if you're picking at 20. So now you got to shift your eyes to free agency. Who's out there? I don't know that there's going to be a better option than either Marcus Mariota or Mitch Trubisky.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I like that idea for Mitch. And look, his contract's going to be weird, right? Because all he signed with the Bills was like one year, one and a half million. Mm -hmm. He said there really wasn't a lot of offers out there. Meanwhile, Sam Darnold goes for a two. Trubisky's his damaged goods, right? Nobody wants to sign this guy. One year, one and a half million. But the Panthers gave up a two for Sam Darnold? So what's – Trubisky, you probably – we'll say he has another good game against Green Bay on Saturday. That's all you see for Trubisky. What does he get?
1: What do you pay this guy? One year $10 You might. Mariota got, what, two years, 10 Was that what – no, he got more than that, didn't he?
0: <laughs> Something pretty decent, man. That's going to be a fascinating market is the Trubisky market after this season because I, I think that you, you – that was a very good call by you. I wasn't even thinking of that. That's the type of player they might have to go with. I'm completely out of sorts with my with my notes. <laughs>
1: We're, team, have, needs. We're okay, team needs. we team needs
0: Washington. Um, all right. I have four things. Quarterback. Down. Quarterback qu- for sure. And then I think that they got to look at their offensive line a little bit. Interior, are you going to sign Brandon Scherf long term or not?
1: Doesn't and then seem offensive.
0: Like it. Well, an offensive tackle as well. Charles Charles Leno kind of a one year thing at left tackle. hmm So I think. There's interior and you know offensive tackle needs there to be mindful of, and then I also wrote down linebacker, but I don't think it's very pressing.
1: Yeah, I think they they can they can bridge the gap, especially with the talent they have elsewhere on the defense, and and with as stout of play as they have on the trenches, like you can put a lot of guys back there to just kind of run and chase the ball and, and hunt it down. Um, I agree with you, quarterback. I agree with you, offensive line. I agree with you, linebacker. We'll see how Benjamin St. Just looks for them at corner as a third-round pick. He was clamps on uh, Jamar Chase. Yeah, but they game. still
0: they have Jackson and Fuller locked up at outside. Sure. Saying, you know? So. Sure.
1: But is there such a thing as too many good corners? No. no. So that, that would be my argument for if you want to have this ferocious pass rush and you really want to have an elite defense and kind of have a void on the second level – Keep getting ball hawks in the secondary. Yeah. So, Washington, our, our football team, over eight and a half, correct? Everybody's on the same page. Oh,
0: wow. The money had been placed by me on that, so. Beautiful. And just
1: make it sure we're all in the same we're direction. We're all
0: there. We're all there.
1: We hope everybody rows their way back to Draft Dudes tomorrow for the Wednesday show. Uh, we hope you enjoyed The TDN 100 reveal show that went last night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you missed it, the Draft Network's YouTube channel, you can go catch up and see what all the rankings are about. I'm sure we'll get into some of those uh, player feedbacks on the Friday free for all this week. But we got to finish this series. We got two more divisions left to go, uh, which means you know where we are going. Tomorrow on the show. Hit subscribe, follow on Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino and Chris Schubert. Thanks always for listening to the Draft podcast. Talk to you guys tomorrow.